Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Connor, are you ever really glad that we record these, like, the day they come out now? Because... Um, yeah, my absolutely. God. It's happened again. <laughs> See, we used to do a thing where we would go, we have Sunday off from work, yeah. let's bottle it in on the Sunday, we'll record, then we have Monday evening off. But then Marvel and many other production companies decided to start releasing trailers Monday morning in the US, which would be Monday evening here, which is... A, two I think, hours before what? the show comes out. It might be the worst thing any human's ever done. Now, I don't want to name names, but I'm pretty sure that's up there on the list. I think we're all thinking of a certain name, and thank God you didn't say it. <laughs> Kevin Elon Feige. Musk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we went different ways. <laughs> the, uh, no, but Connor, uh, I am doing well. I am excited to talk about movie news with you this week. Mm. And uh, it's it's been a week. There's actually been some news. Yeah, and there's been some two big trailers mostly. Now, one, of course, dropped about four hours ago, and the other one um, dropped during the week at some stage. I can't remember the exact day. I think now, it was Wednesday. Might be Wednesday, yeah. I think we'll start with the non-Marvel-based one, because Fair. I feel like it's fun to talk about Fast and Furious 9 with you, Sean, as you know nothing, and I have a weird fandom with this series. You, Yeah, you are weirdly into this series for a man who, I know for a fact, thinks these are bad movies. <laughs> yeah. 
I think they're awful. <laughs> Truly. But I respect that every movie I walk out of, I think the next one cannot be more exaggerated and mental. And they always find a way, Sean. They do always find a way. What I will say, this one looks somehow a little more grounded than like a Hobbs and Shaw did. How? Sorry, let's say we're not going to agree on this. No, I'm just saying. This one at they least. They go to like, space! Yeah, but Hobbs and Shaw had like a super soldier in it. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, Interselba was a super soldier in that, but Vin Diesel has been a super soldier since 2001 in these films. That is true. I don't know if he's like a super soldier or just some kind of unkillable god. I think uh, he's an unkillable La Familia god. Now, uh, now I saw like this trailer. I it popped up for me on Twitter, just like one of those autoplay videos, and I saw a kid playing with a space shuttle and Dom Toretto, and I was like, "It's fucking happening!" <laughs> <laughs> yes, but was, here's the deal: Who are they fighting in space? Who are they going to drift to death in space? I would say you could do nothing but drift in space. But I don't think the drifting that they want to do happens in space. Do you, oh, this might be a bit grim, right? Do you think one oh, of them no. is going to get left in space? <laughs> <laughs> I fully bet if Vin Diesel or Don Toretto got left in space in these films, he would be able to breathe. He would swim back to a space station. <laughs> He's going to get stuck in a car. He's going to like wait until it rotates and is pointing at Earth. And then he's going to hit the NOS. <laughs> hit the NOS. I'm going into hyperspeed. Here we go. It's a Star Wars effect just plays. <laughs> and he just perfectly lands in his own driveway. Oh yeah, ah, he's yes, landing. He's not even going to like have a cut on him. He's going to be fine. No, why, would, why would he need a cut? I mean, so the plot of this one, from what I can gather, um, is that death doesn't matter. And yep. we have um, characters that are definitely dead back, which is good. Yeah, um, you've to seen Tokyo Drift. So I've seen the last Hans- half of Tokyo Drift. Yeah, so Hans' <laughs> return here must have had a very big emotional effect on yourself. I mean, it is. I, it, I mean, it had an emotional effect in that. Oh, a character I recognise. <laughs> You're like, oh, there's John Cena. Oh, there's that other guy. John Cena is putting in work in this movie, man. He looks like he looks really intimidating in this. It does. It does feel just watching this trailer like John Cena and Vin Diesel's problems could be solved with just a five minute chat about how much Vin now loves family. That's true, but also they're not going to have that heart to heart, Connor. No, they're going to punch each other until they have the heart-to-heart at the end, where it's going to be a moment where John Cena's going to have a gun pointed and I'm assuming Letty, and it's just like, I'm going to kill her if you don't say you think I'm great. And then Don's going to be like, do you remember all the times we had as kids? And we're going to see a flashback, and it's going to be lovey and dovey. And then John's going to be like, I'm now part of La Familia, but I'm the most La Familia. I am more La Familia than all of you, and I will kill anyone who disagrees. (laughs) Especially you, Ludacris. What a dumb name. You want to die again, hon? <laughs> I brought you back into this world, hon. I'll take you back out. Yeah, are they going to address the fact that a man is back from the dead? 
I feel like they won't need to in this movie. Um, I think the fact that Han is coming back from the dead, a character that we know is dead and we've yeah. seen die. Seen him die. Coming, coming back from the dead is the sixth strangest thing in this trailer. I feel like that is a good... Um, it's a good place to be going into this film that this is really the right level of Fast and Furious exaggeration. It is very fast and very furious. Uh, more so than any of the others before, except for I will stand by that Hobbs and Shaw is like a weirder sell to someone. Like, if I was trying to sell someone on, oh, watch this movie, it's about cars, Hobbs and Shaw would not be the one. But this... But it does have The Rock and, and Jason Statham. Yeah, who... Do, do do they appear in this at all, in this trailer? Um, they, they're not in this trailer. Now, they could still appear in the film itself, but I can't remember seeing them in any promotional campaign so far right okay so maybe they're still Hobbs and Shawing it up um, they're, they're Hobbs and Shaw sure you can't have John Cena and The Rock in the same movie I think that's a contract thing yeah the <laughs> also can I just say as well you know the rocket car at the end <laughs> yes I do know the rocket car at the end it's the weird it's like the weirdest thing because it looks like you mixed like the car from Ghostbusters with the DeLorean. Yeah. And then there's two men in, like, deep-sea diving suits inside it. <laughs> They've just kind of put together a few different ideas. They watched a few movies from the 80s about what the future would be like, and then they just kind of stuck it all together in a car and a few suits. And, like, like the, uh, there's absolutely going to be a montage of them building that car, because it is, like... Yeah riveted together and there's fucking there's a big cannon nos in between the two astronauts are you going to have a spaceship with no nos i don't think so there's a big red button with like masking tape stuck on it and written on that is blast off (laughs) (laughs) my favorite bit that got me was the big truck flip okay yeah go truck flip it's a, it's a, you're a fan of a truck flip. So if just before I get into this, Sean, how would you rate this truck flip? Uh, I uh, look, it's no look. The peak is the Dark Knight because yes. that was an actual truck flip. I don't think this was an actual truck flip. Look CGI uh, to me. Look CGI. I'd look. It's still a good CGI truck flip. Mm. I'd give it. Oh, I'd I'd give it two hundred and seventy out of a possible three hundred and sixty degrees. That's pretty good. That's, That's a nice, pretty right? good ratio. That's 75%. Uh, <laughs> uh, was your fa- my favourite bit, I should say, not your favourite bit, but my favourite bit was when uh, the truck is driving and it's about to go off the cliff Yeah. and uh, Vin Diesel <laughs> says, not today, <laughs> and, and jumps out and rolls. <laughs> yeah. And I... I would bet my life savings that he stands up from that roll and there's not one cut on his arms. Not one, Sean. No, because he, he rolled correctly, you know? Like, he knows how to roll, this Vinny G. He's, he's in a tank top. <laughs> and, he's, and he's under jumping onto some tarmac at 900 miles per hour. He's in a white tank top. Like, it would show any level of yeah. dirt or damage. Yeah, but Die Hard has taught us that you don't need to show the damage. That was the best thing about Die Hard, that they didn't show that he had blood on him. No, That's what Vinny does. He was spotless that whole movie. Spotless. Uh, there's one scene that I really like, which is where uh, there's a man on like the back of the car and they pull the parachute that he's wearing and oh. then he explodes. <laughs> yeah, because they now have magnets shot. 
And magnets. I feel like it's taken us nine films to get here, but they've discovered magnets. And I think that opens up a whole new ball game of stuff. But I don't think it's the same level of like, I don't think that like it's the scientific way that magnets work. I think those mm. magnets are going to do whatever the story needs them to do. So you're saying this won't be based in a real life kind of atmosphere, these magnets? No, this might divert from the norm of Fast and Furious and it might go a bit wild, Connor. <laughs> Stand up for the cinema. I don't feel like this is realistic. I'm going to leave. I <laughs> They're am going to space <laughs> on the screen and you're like, what the fuck is up with those magnets? <laughs> Could someone explain the magnets to me, guys? Excuse me, pause. <laughs> the, the, that's another thing, actually. This is in cinemas coming out uh, july 8th in cinemas it says yes and also by the way do you feel like this is a really really good cast now that they've added helen mirren back in along with charlie's Theron and john cena yeah like i think do you think people have look maybe they're just like i just want to be in a movie now um mm. but i think like one oh, kurt russell kurt russell's I, also coming back wow like i maybe it's like the, Fast and Furious, people get it for what it is now. And it's just like, it's fun to be in. And maybe that's why all these like people are coming back into it. That they didn't get like a fair shake the last time they were really in it. You think when um, Helen Mirren turned up on set, Tyrese Gibson was like, Yo, come on over here, love. I'll give you some tips and tricks on how to get the best out of yourself. Let me teach you how to drift. <laughs> and then we'll move on to acting. Jeez, who are you? <laughs> Sorry, we haven't met. <laughs> you probably know who I am. I'm Mr. Gibson. What about yourself? <laughs> That's ludicrous. <laughs> and he is ludicrous. <laughs> He's an absolute mad lad, so he is. Um, yeah, the magnets were something that I was just like, of course they introduced that, because there was a movie, I can't remember if it was eight or seven, might even seven, where they introduced the fact that um, Charlie's Tehran could control cars and there was a scene where like a whole car park all the cars like were activated at once and right. they all just started dr- flying out of the windows onto the street because that looks real cool Sean you know it what does, I mean that's a good shot yeah, yeah this is and, like a and, series of like things that would look cool in a showreel is what yeah, this movie is and I think these movies need a scene where they're driving down the street and the buildings all start collapsing in. Something keeps coming out of the buildings or into the buildings and there's glass exploding. It's just a cool shot, Sean. You just need to ramp it up every single movie. That's, it just needs to get bigger and bigger. Fast and Furious 10 is going to be insane. Like that's gonna... Are they, How do they fight in space? It's a very good question. Uh... <laughs> The, the high-paced action of cars, but translated into a place where there's no roads. <laughs> they can't drive, a, drive an alien over, can they? Can they? I don't think so, but unless they, like, crash through the wall of the ISS and just... <laughs> Accidentally? Yeah, it's just, like, this, like, monument to humanity's collaboration, like, worked on by all the scientists all over the world, and they just fucking nuss through the side of it. Yeah, but, like, it'll be cool, though. Like oh, class. <laughs> I never said it'd be bad, Cutter. I'm I just, just said that's, good, that's what's going to happen. I'm the just budget, accurately by the way, calling the script. The, the, the budget for this movie is $200 million, by the way, so they're not taking any chances. No, no, and it's going to be... Have any of the others broke a billion? Yeah. yeah. In the past. Oh. Oh. Well, I think, do I'm that. pretty. 
I'm pretty sure Seven is like in the top ten grossing movies of all time. Fuck me. Jeez. They've made five point eight billion dollars nationwide. Is or worldwide, I, heard, I should say. I heard something that uh the after like the MCU, in terms of interconnected universes, uh it goes MCU, then Fast and Furious, and then DC. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, come on! Baby, <laughs> we need Big Vinny D. <laughs> He's the game changer. He's in both universes, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, Sean, we're going to have to move on to our next piece of news. Now, um, this involves a movie that we talked about last week, and mm-hmm. you said to me you were very excited to see it. And that is Indiana Jones 5. Because we mentioned last week that Phoebe Phoebe Waller-Bridge had joined in with the cast. Yes. And Harrison Ford was still there. And you've got John Williams doing the score. And James Mangold directing it. So we were like, this is weirdly becoming good. Well, what they've decided to do is surround Harrison Ford with very talented people. Because I now have Mads Mikkelsen is joining Indiana Jones 5 cast, Sean. And now we have... We have many different movie stars that are all very good, all helping old man Ford through this difficult time. It is going to be weird because, like, you don't want Indiana Jones to be lost among a sea of talented actors, is the thing. So you either but I think need- Harrison Ford has that kind of gravitas, that he's okay. Yeah, and I think he prefers Indiana Jones than anything else. I'm... I, I'm... See, I was thinking, like, because back in, like, the Last Crusade days of Indiana Jones, Mads Mikkelsen, at the age he is now, would have been, like, the perfect, like, counter to Indiana Jones at that time. Like, they'd be roughly the same age and things like that. But now I'm realising, oh, no, Indiana Jones is 80 years old. Mm. And Mads Mikkelsen is, like, late 40s, early 50s kind of deal. Yeah, maybe 55. I'd go yeah. as far maybe 55. It, it's impossible to tell. He's, he's he's looked the same for so many years. He's looked so good. Uh, I, I wonder, look, and maybe this is me seeing Mads Mikkelsen in too many things. Do you think he'll be a villain or will he be a good guy oh, in this? I mean, I can only see Mads as a villain. Yeah. I can't see it. Can you imagine Mads as like the hero of a story? <laughs> he definitely has been before, right? Yeah, I think he could play it, but he just has... I don't know, just the voice and the aura. I mean, it just gives off a I'm up to something vibe. Yeah, and I think it's Hannibal that did that to me. I just don't yeah. trust him. Um, so is, is Mads Mikkelsen then the bad guy and Harrison Ford and Phoebe Waller-Bridge are fighting him? I think that might be it, yeah. That, like, there, look, there's probably some ancient artefact that's in the hands of... Of evil old Mads Mikkelsen. I hope he's just and like... he's n- chewing scenery. He's going to chew scenery. I, I want him to be just a rich asshole who just collects shit. And he's just like, no, it's mine. I bought it. <laughs> no, it's mine. I want it. Like, legally, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You dropped it. And so Finders Keepers applies here, Harrison. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and then Phoebe Waller-Bridge is just like, yeah, it does apply, actually. I know the law. <laughs> Fuck, he's got us on a legality there. Shit. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, no, I look, I think the, this is, it's a weird thing at the minute, because there, there seems to be a lot of movies getting a lot of excellent casting choices. Mm. But it's... I don't trust I, it. 
And I don't trust it because it dares me to hope and be like, oh, this movie might be good. We said this last week. Like, mm. oh, I've been burned too many times to think that this, just a cast can save a movie. Look, all I'm saying, James Mangold directing, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Mads Mikkelsen, John Williams on the score. You've got Harrison Ford in it as well. If I gave you the cast without the film, you would think, that's a really good cast. That could do very well. That's it. And if Indiana Jones 4, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, did not exist, I would also say, that's going to be a really good film. Interesting. It's just number four, he fought aliens, and where do you go from there? Because Fast and Furious, it took nine of them to get them to the fight in aliens. Indiana Jones did it in four. That's it, and I, I, I don't know who directed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but if you look at that cast, you have Harrison Ford, Kate Blanchett, John Hurt. Like, that is a cast that I would have said was good, and the movie turned out bad. Mm. You know? I, yeah, I'm just I'm interested to see. And, <laughs> sorry, I just assumed that we were all just assuming Shia was the star. Well, I, I didn't we, even need to say him. He's just, <laughs> you know who directed Indiana Jones, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? It better be Steven Spielberg. Go on. Spielberg. <laughs> yes! <laughs> when, when you said that, I thought, well, did Spielberg direct that one? I, but then I was I like, no, because it was so bad. It was so bad. How did he... How did It was 2006 Spielberg, though. That's a different Spielberg. It's a different Spielberg. Oh, Spielberg. Oh, this is a different conversation. What's he up to recently? Because... Yeah. Producing this... I get I, look. I get he's producing it. Uh, do you know he was an executive producer on Tiny Toon Adventures? Uh, yeah, because Warner Brothers were mad at that stage that they were. They he was the reason why like Batman the animated series never really got green greenlit at the start. Oh shit! That's a mm. that's a very good fact. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. He's he's currently doing West Side Story. Oh, good stuff. Cheyenne, 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 Stephen, Stephen, it's Sean here. Shia? <laughs> just, we just want Shia to work exclusively with Spielberg. It's when he does his best work. <laughs> We've all seen it! Um, so yeah, Indiana Jones 5 has cast Mads Mikkelsen. We can only assume as a villain, uh, because Mads doesn't play good guys. But now, if he's the good guy and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is the bad guy, that would be great. I, I'd oh, like to see that. What if the whole movie, you think he, Mads is the bad guy, but it's actually been Phoebe Waller-Bridge the whole time? It's been Harrison Ford. <gasps> Har- what if Indiana Jones goes bad? Well, it, it, that implies Indiana Jones becomes a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> really only two options there, isn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll um, have so, that. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this involves our favourite thing, Sean. So, a few weeks ago, I feel like I do this exact same intro. I did it last week as on well. Because <laughs> a, no, a few a few weeks ago, we talked about a little movie called Release the Snyder Cut. It was the Snyder Cut of Justice League. It was all yes, great. It was so long, yes. Yes. And then last week, I mentioned that they wanted to re-release or get the release for The Batman. And there was yeah. a hashtag, there was a hashtag, and there was a trend, and there was a movement shot. There was. What was it? Bring Back Batman, or Bring Back Batfleck, or something like that? Yeah, one of them. It was and, shit. But, but, <laughs> but this it clearly week, didn't work. <laughs> but this week, I've got one of those that are back again, Sean. Because, same thing, DC, hashtag, bringing it back. It's a trend that we thought was going to get up, it died. 
this week it's gone back in a big fashion because I have released the uh, air cut trends again oh. as DC fans renew call for Suicide Squad restoration. I mean, that's if there's one that I can confidently say won't happen, it's that one. Yeah. Because they have James Gunn now. <laughs> I just wanted to mention the fact that this is getting traction, but like, that is a hard sell to be like, James Gunn is doing this movie, but we also want to look at the last one that wasn't well received. Yeah, you know the boring one? Do that one again. Mm. You know the one can with I, Starro? I, so, so you know the fan campaign? So what I have here is, I have a few of the tweets. Oh, just good. so you, Just so we know where they're coming from. Because I look at something like this and I think, what is the grounds for wanting the air cut? Because... I, even the you said sli- that like Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just thank you. <laughs> That's my impression. It's very good. What's the deal with taxis? <laughs> so, um, so it always has to be something about someone's life. It can't be something actually good. Um, so, Sean, obviously the Snyder Cut got released, and I could see. You know when you could just see the idea behind it? That it's like, okay, well maybe the Snyder Cut is good. He didn't get to fully make the movie. What can you do? Yeah. And the Batflick idea, I can understand. I mean, Ben Affleck has Oscars for directing and he said he was going to do a Batman movie. And he looked real good as Batman. Makes sense. We were all excited. <laughs> but the, the grounds to say David Ayer is the man to recut. The Suicide Squad seems to like that it has a lot less argument towards it because I have David Ayer deserves his cut of Suicide Squad to be seen, said one DC fan. It would be a great thing for HBO Max to embrace this. It's superior to the theatrical, we don't know, and would be a big hit for their service. And let's be honest, who wouldn't want to see more of Leto? Do do they actually say that? That's an actual comment. <laughs> That's fucking wild. But uh, who would want to see more of that version of that character? David Ayer's Suicide Squad, Squad would have had Steppenwolf in it. It would also include a lot more of Jared Leto's Joker that was incredibly well received in the Snyder Cut. <laughs> What? Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I, look, don't shoot the messenger here, Sean, but I'm just interested to see your thoughts on these arguments. Okay. Well received. That's a straw. Received would be correct, I would say. Uh, mm, it, it happened. It, it certainly was in there uh, for no good reason. It didn't add much. I, I like this other comment of, we want to see the real Joker. Real is it in caps there, just so we know. Do you know what I love there is that no one is asking to see more of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> I think they're all just fans of a certain band. <laughs> and they don't really care about comic books. No, I like I it's I it's really weird. I think it's the idea that like you okay, here's this tentpole character of the Joker and there's it's one of those characters like Bond or like Batman or Superman that there's different versions of the character and like, oh, what's your favourite version? But the people in a specific camp for this specific Joker mm. just are, will... Who've, they've had a cumulative maybe like 15 minutes of total footage of him. <laughs> and in half of them, he's just laughing. But like, 
in like wood surrounded by knives who set up those knives who went through the painstaking process of of putting them in a perfect circle I don't know what like either he laid them all out himself he got someone (laughs) else to do it either he spent 20 minutes doing it or he got Harley to do it for him before he entered the room that's it another option he built some kind of big knife placing machine (laughs) unlikely fourth (laughs) he doesn't have the time Sean fourth he was carrying a big box of knives he tripped and they just happened to land like that it's a million to one shot but sometimes it happens sometimes it happens sometimes people get struck by lightning so oh, oh no i've dropped all my knives oh they're a perfect circle god it's that and i'm all about i'm all about chaos as well isn't it mad that it's such a symmetrical object and he doesn't look around like did anyone else see that that is fucking mad lads did anyone see that it's like it's the coolest thing you'll ever do and no one ever saw it yeah, it always is, Sean. So, what are your thoughts on releasing the air cut? Should we or shouldn't we get behind this? Because I'm, I'm following your lead. I'm happy okay. to tweet, hashtag release the air cut, if you're giving me the go-ahead. Hashtag amend the trench. Amend... <laughs> That's the... <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> That's the next one. I think it's going to get worse every <laughs> single time. To the point of, like... It's going to be so bad that they're just like, release Catwoman, amend Catwoman again. <laughs> Do it, fix it. Uh, Daredevil, give me the extended, extended cut of Daredevil. I just want that extended until it never ends. Just give me so much bench fighting. Just, oh, fighting in the park. Weird basketball. No, that's Catwoman is the basketball That's Catwoman. Fight. See, if cat- basketball is Catwoman. Bench fight with blind man is Daredevil. <laughs> Uh, Evanescence is Electra. <laughs> Evanescence is Daredevil. But sorry, it's Electra in Daredevil. Excuse me. Does Evanescence also do the soundtrack for Electra the movie? Surely they have one track on it. It was the early two thousands. They have to. Elect- have to. If it came out two thousand five, I'd like to see another band cover it. What if, it, what if it's like My Chemical Romance or something? If it's thirty seconds to Mars, we've come full circle. Uh, oh my god that uh, let's uh, Evanescence Breathe No More is on Electra yes. the album uh, yes <laughs> oh, thank god I, I could I sleep say. tonight now take we, sleep we also have Taking Back Sunday Your Own Disaster an excellent absolutely absolutely uh, 15 year old me's like this is a rocking soundtrack like, I mean look the vinyl is on its way is all I have to say <laughs> So, you are against the air cut being released, Sean. I just want to get this clear before we move on. That is the official stance of 50% of this podcast. And also 100% of this podcast. Um, oh, so, I will be back next week with our next trend of DC fans wanting something that will never happen. So, um, A good Batman movie. <laughs> Make rubber pants and Batman. Oh, wait. Oh, oh. shit. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to wait for that to come out and then I'm going to hashtag again. Um, so, I have another story, Sean, about our favourite friend, Vinny D. Now, oh. Vinny D, he's involved, as we said, massive blockbusters, top, some, of the, some of the biggest movies of all time. But he's also getting involved in some live-action films that are new. He's trying to get these next, the next generation of franchise off the ground, Sean. Because right. my news today is that Vin Diesel is to star in live-action Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie. Yes, Sean, we're in. Billion dollars on the table. Let's call it. Isn't this just Pacific Rim? I think this is just Pacific Rim or a live-action remake of Robot Wars that was already live-action. 
Yeah, and wasn't wasn't there a program Real Steel? Real uh, Steel, the, the show Real, not the show, the TV show. Or, no, I keep saying TV show, the film <laughs> Real Steel. Hang on, Real Steel. There's a Real Steel too. What the fuck? <laughs> Evanescence of the soundtrack. What the fuck? What the fuck? This is unreal. Uh, so, I have yeah. never heard of Real Steel. It's a science. Way. It's a science fiction sports drama film starring Hugh Jackman and Dakota Goyle. Science Goyo. fiction sports drama. <laughs> Just pick a lane. It's uh, in 2020. Human boxers are replaced by robots. Charlie Kenton, oh, good. a former boxer. Uh, loses his robot in a fight against a bull, uh, and then against the, a bull, an yeah, actual bull. bull, and then somebody just says against a bull. <laughs> How is that fair? Surely the robot's going to lose that fight all the time. A robot versus bull. I think a robot has it. They're big robots. No, if it's like no, if it's a little shitty robot though, like a rock'em sock'em robot, it's a bull. Yeah, but this is like Connor. I want you to imagine just a boxing ring, but it's like robots. About as big as Transformers inside it. Oh, right. Well, that bull is fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking. You're you're thinking small scale. No, no, no. I'm thinking this human is real size. steel. Oh, right. This is real. steel. Not the fake steel that I'm used to. Not this the is real fake steel. steel. <laughs> no, you're right. So, are you saying this Rock'em Sock'em movie movie won't work or will work? I well, look, real steel got a sequel. <laughs> Maybe they use the script from Real Steel 2 and throw it in here. I mean, I, look, certainly they could probably use elements of Real Steel 2. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, if if they don't, I feel like they're missing a trick. Hang on. Oh, sorry. There, there's some kind of fan campaign to make okay. Real Steel 2. Okay, right. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Are you the only person that set up that campaign? No, I've been focused on National Treasure 3 this whole time. The, this has passed been, me by. You've been focused on National Treasure and the Trench. You've only got time for two at a time. But, I'd, oh man, I might make... Oh, Real Steel 2. There's fan trailers that people have made for, for Real Steel 2. For fuck's sake. This is ridiculous. You need to watch Real Steel. It's actually all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm never watching Real Steel unless it's on the Patreon. <laughs> it, it's 2011 Hugh Jackman, Connor. <sighs> that is a good Jackman. That is a good Jackman. I will say that. Oh man, you're dead right. It's a huge Jackman. I will man. say that this this is Rock'em Sock'em Robots will follow a father and son who form an unlikely bond with an advanced war machine. And Vin Diesel is set to play the father. And obviously not the son, oh, that would be weird. That's true. Or, or the war machine? He could play the war machine. He could, but I think it's... Is, was he um, the robot? In, the Iron um, Giant. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's got previous. Bring him back. Bring him back. He's loves vo- he loves a voice act. Do you think a Rock'em Sock'em movie will work or would it just be Real Steel mixed with Pacific Rim? I think it's going to be Real Steel mixed with Pacific Rim. In which case, I think it might work. <laughs> like, it, I, I think, I, especially we've seen recently with Kong and Godzilla, that people just like punch-em-ups. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit of fun. And it's just like, who's going to win? It's a big thing. I think, like, Rock'em Sock'em Robots, you could do boxing. I think it might be too similar to Real Steel in that case. This is it's a mad conversation being that you've never heard of Real Steel. I, I just want to mention here, nobody will ever, 
compare this movie to Real Steel other than you. You wait. When this movie comes out, there's going to be a slew of articles being like, oh, did this knock off Real Steel? And I'll be like, yeah. (laughs) You're going to be the only person writing those articles. (laughs) They're just on our Twitter. It's me having a breakdown. The, uh, <laughs> is this too similar to Real Steel? Question mark, question mark. Young Pretender fails again. <laughs> the, two two things. First of all, here's the top four questions when you Google Real Steel. Is there going to be a Real Steel 2? Is Real yeah. Steel a Marvel movie? Yeah. Uh, does Real Steel have bad words? <laughs> does it? Sean, does it? Uh, I don't remember. It's been a while. Can, I, can you just click the arrow down? Because I really need to know. Okay, fair enough here. Let me go. Uh, Real Steel is a fun-filled family action film that has elements mm. for everyone to enjoy. Everyone. Fighting, ro- <laughs> fighting robots for the kids and a nice, uncomplicated plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when a, co- a when a plot is nice and uncomplicated. I can keep up with it. It does have some bad language. It's for oh. kids age nine and over. Nine and over. Fuck. Okay. You have to be um, tough. What, what are we talking here? Like absolute fucking prick. Um, you're a little bastard, Timmy. Something like that. What are oh, you just it's it's like it's it's grand for most of it, but then Hugh Jackman like stubs his toe and says "cunt" <laughs> at the very end. It's like we did it, Timmy. We won. It's like on his shoulders, like yay! Oh fuck! Fucking bastard. <laughs> Um, so Sean that is a story about Rock'em Sock'em the movie that was replaced by Real Steel the movie that is now going to be back to Rock'em Sock'em the movie starring Vin Diesel can I can I make one suggestion that instead of yeah. boxing make it Robot UFC <sighs> Robot UFC perfect well, it, it, uh, it capitalises on everything and so if it's Robot UFC are we thinking that the robots are paid or the robots are made did the people making them get paid what's the story I think it's still Robot Wars rules that like if your robot wins your team wins mm. um, so the robot there's no purse for the robot it's all for the <laughs> like the pit crew <laughs> and is Sir Killalot in the corner Sir, Sir Killalot is like no Sir Killalot like gets the young rookie when he's down on his luck and trains him up yes it's Creed <laughs> it's, it's Creed it's Killalot <laughs> I would watch that and then in and the third like, one, Sergeant Bash has raised up a oh, protege. Yeah. And, and, he, and he's a Russian protege for some reason that nobody knows. It's a robot. has no nationality. He was a Russian sergeant. It's funny. Yeah, look, he's a Russian sergeant. Um, Comrade you know Kill, what? they call him. Oh, Comrade Kill. Comrade <laughs> Kill would fuck you up. Comrade Kill versus Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I came here to implement communism and kill you and your family and I'm all out of communism. Here we are. Oh, God. Vinny G, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and So that is our story about Rock'em Sock'em. If that doesn't happen, if Sir Killalot does not get a plot where he's teaching up a young rookie, I don't want to see that movie. No, I don't want to see any movie without that in it now. <laughs> never, never again. I'm stopping to. I'm not watching any more movies until that is the plot. But Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this involves Netflix and a character that I know that you think is really, really neat. And so, oh, go on. I think I know. Netflix is it will ex- go on. Hugh Jackman's character in Real Steel. 
No, it's not. I'm not. We're not talking real steel <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Netflix will exclusively stream new Sony movies, including Spider-Man, Sean. Yo, nice. <laughs> so, a Spider-Man movies from now on will be going to Netflix, as Sony has made a deal with uh, Netflix that all of their movies will now be streaming on Netflix itself. Because, of course, Sony doesn't have its own streaming service. I was just going to say, yeah, they're one of the few, like, movie making houses that don't have their own like avenue to put this stuff out but also like netflix if like think of how much sony how much work and effort sony put into keeping the rights to spider-man because it keeps so much money now think of how much money netflix will give sony to have spider-man on netflix because of course i mean it makes sense like netflix are now the biggest thing everybody's at home and so Sony need to get involved, but they don't want to set up their own streaming service. Because if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think Sony would get the traction that Disney have, or even that HBO Max have. That they just have an inbuilt lots of shows there. Like Sony, I'm sure, have shows, but Disney got to lodge with literally every cartoon that's ever existed at the same time. Uh, uh, yeah, and then they've just kept adding stuff, and they kept making stuff. Yeah, because they own everything. The two of them own everything. And Sony, really, they have a lot of movies, but their main thing is Spider-Man. So unless they just release all seven Spider-Man movies and then just call it quits. Yeah, so like, so this would incorporate then, it does include the Marvel, like the current, the MCU Spider-Man. So Homecoming, Far From Home, and presumably No Way Home eventually. Um, uh, yeah, that would, that would be uh, the idea, yes. Along with Spider-Verse, Venom, and Morbius when that comes Spider-Man, out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2 as well would be going there Morbius oh. Uncharted and Bullet Train Bullet Train? Bullet Train your favourite movie you can't stop talking about it's about a train, train versus and, robot it's like it, it's the new form of transport is that they shrink you down and the train is put in a gun and then they fire you <laughs> and you end up at work <laughs> I don't think you've ever been on public transport, but Sean, Into the Spider-Verse 2 coming to Netflix, that's a pretty big deal. Spider-Verse 1 is on Netflix at the minute, but the fact that it will do a cinema release and then will immediately become out on the streaming service, I think maybe a few weeks after it, like they would have that long to wait. Yeah, that's huge. Like that's actually insane. Um, it is it is odd because, like, again, with Netflix and all these streaming services, it's really hard to gauge how successful something is on it. Um, mm. Like, I guess you can get, like, the number of people who signed up the week that Spider-Man was put on the service. But, like, there's so many Netflix users already that just, like, adding Spider-Man to the catalogue is just like, oh, that's, that's cool. Um, it, I don't know if it'll be a big whole event. Um... That like draws a lot of people who already have Netflix. And I think both sides win in a way. Like you have on Sony, as you mentioned, they don't have, they, they're not like Paramount, Warner Brothers, Disney. They don't have their own streaming platform. And so this is a way that they get to have their own way. This is a way that they get to have their own movies in one place that people can go there. And then you have Netflix on the other hand who are constantly looking for content and so they get all the Spider-Man movies into the Spider-Verse. They're also going to get Jumanji, um, all the Venom films, all the Uncharted films that are coming out. Like, 
And so the bo- both sides, the deal was not um, stated how much on the financial side was given. Heaps. But I could, o- I if we're going to put a number on it, it'd be lots. I would say. Yeah, I would say like. Into the billions, probably, right? Well into the bil- billions. Well, yeah. I, I don't know how much, but well into them. I wonder how if how much, if any, input Marvel had, in, or Disney had in this. Um, I'm sure it's probably in their contract that they can like sell to whoever they want. I have just read a very important fact, and that is that Spider-Man No Way Home, that is set to arrive this year, are, is not included in the deal. But future entries in the Marvel franchises will be. So they would have Spider-Man No Way Home. Interesting, because by all accounts from the reports, that seems to be one of the more one of the more recent Spider-Man movies that's connected to that Sony world. In that, but that would also mean that uh, the Spider-Man movies <clears throat> that Tom Holland's previous movies would um, not end up on Disney Plus. I'm thinking. Or would they, would they still send them there? Because if Sony owns them, do they want them on another streaming service? I don't know. Like, they're not on Disney Plus at the minute, is the thing. I don't think they will go there. After this I, deal, I think Sony will be like, no. Yeah, and that's that's really weird. Because now then you could have a situation that, oh, the first two Spider-Man movies, they're on Netflix. But if you want to watch the third one, you need to get Disney Plus. Yeah, I, I can't... Unless they're hoping that they can release all three of them... At the same time on Netflix. But like they're all released today. But like even then it's like a bit okay. Is um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man on Disney Plus? I've never actually checked. It's not, no. No, because they're just Sony and the amazing Spider-Man as well. So they could just have a Spider-Man day where they just release all of them. That's that's not a bad shout actually. They very well might do it that way and like um, just plug it. Like really hammered home. Like the first thing everyone sees when they turn on Netflix. Spider-Man everything. Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting idea. And I think Sony are right to do this. Like, in terms of... They realise that they're the smallest dog in the fight. So they've kind of teamed up with a separate neighbourhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, there's like a dog in another neighbourhood that's real big. And they're like, we're just going to chuck our stuff in with you. And we'll try and be able to survive Disney and Warner Brothers that are just kind of running roughshod at the minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, in, Sony's like... The, the the kid who's quite weak but has a load of cool toys um mm. and then like netflix are like the 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 kid who's real real fighty real scrappy will will just <laughs> fucking go for it uh but they like they never have anything nice <laughs> <laughs> and they've just joined up it's good stuff just joined up it's like if we work together we can have an all right life here <laughs> So it is just interesting and it could mean a lot for future Spider-Man uh, movies and how we kind of digest them or where to find them. Like if they're all on Netflix, that's pretty that's a pretty big deal. So I just wanted to let you know that that, would, that was coming over to Netflix, which is a really cool like crossing of different worlds that Sony are like, yeah, we'll just put all the Spider-Man on Netflix. Be all right. That's our new streaming service. It's, yeah. It, no, like, because it, it's weird, like, and this is absolutely like me being spoiled and things like that. It's weird when I go to watch something and I can't find it on any streaming service, which at the minute is the case for a lot of those Spider-Man movies. So, Do you know what I seen the other day? Was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is on Amazon Prime now. What? Yeah, we I- did a Patreon review of it and we had to 
go about a few houses to come across it. <laughs> we went knocking on doors for VHS copies. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't find it anywhere in any of those houses that I looked in. And so it took ages, and then I turned it on Amazon the other day, and it was like, family favourites. <laughs> it was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> and I thought, that is wrong in so many ways. <laughs> Amazon's categories are the worst thing ever. because oh, they mad. Were- They'll do like, and also like, they'll have season one of a show as one listing, and then season two, and then season four, and season three won't exist. Yeah, I have, I'm currently watching This Is Us, and if anyone mm. hasn't, hasn't seen This Is Us, it's a very lovely show. There's um, there's no drama, everyone's so nice, but yeah. there, it's on Amazon, and it's coming out week to week now, so I binge watched all the first five seasons, and now week to week it's coming out, and so... Season 5 has its own section, so I have to search This Is Us Season 5 on Amazon, Ah, and then I click into it, but there's two separate ones, and one of them uploads the new episodes, and the other one only has up to episode 9 of the fifth season. That's (laughs) horrifying. It doesn't make any sense. Someone just needs to say, why don't we just put them all in together and have a little arrow down that you can click on and go to some season? But like it's Amazon. They, surely they have the money to pay someone to do that. <laughs> it's a five-minute job, Sean. It's, you'd, you'd think. Also, I was watching Black Sales on that. Uh, very good show, but I can't recommend it because they took it off like a week after I started watching it. <laughs> the dickheads. So random. And actually, final, a final point on Amazon is my favourite thing is that they have like say a section of movies and they've got five absolutely amazing films yeah. and you're like this is unreal like they've got a great selection and then you scroll to the right and the rest of them are trash absolutely yeah like bottom of the dvd being in the pound shop kind of movies <laughs> like full-on movies i've never heard of it was starring people i've never seen in my life but they're like they're on the same level as die hard you know, watch these <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's that. Look, it's it's a, it's a very weird system. Surely there's some hidden gems somewhere. I, I that's just a random aside that we just had there, just having a chat. But <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and this is a live action Disney movie shot. Oh, drink, you love. everyone. I'll be right no, back. Please, <sighs> no, please, no. I think you like this one. So we've been talking about Cruella. And that's coming out. And you've told me you love the plot. And you love the idea of watching someone go bad. Have you not? Uh, I love Joker 2019. Correct. (laughs) But what have I said? I have a live action Disney movie. That is in the works from Kristen Wiig and Annie Mumolo. Now the pair have done lots of comedy before. And they're coming back together. To pen the screenplay for this very, very exciting Project, Sean. You're giving me information, but no details, which leads me to think that I'm going to hate it. Kristen Wiig. She's a very talented woman. Very talented. They're both very talented, right? Yeah. Tell me what the project is, Connor. The Cinderella's evil stepsisters are getting a live-action remake. What the fuck? (laughs) So it's just a show, it's a movie about how they become dickheads. Yeah, I think either they start dickheads, but then if they become good, then I feel like Evil Stepsisters is the name that you want. No, and like, what? surely, like, oh, fuck, why does this have to happen? Because 
is it were did stepsisters get offended and they're like we deserve to be the heroes like <laughs> can i read the plot yeah I do <laughs> it reimagines the cinderella classic from the point of view of her infamous evil stepsister shot so <laughs> Spanning right. from her, f- spanning from their early childhood through the marriage of their universally beloved stepsister and beyond, we follow Anastasia and Drizella Tremaine as they struggle to uphold their family's legacy. But, Fuck. But, <laughs> so wait. Is Cinderella the baddie in this? I think it's like, fuck her. What that, a fucking bitch. <laughs> that child that they forced into slavery. Yeah, who made but then friends she got rich with the and, mice. Yeah, but then she got rich and married a prince. Fuck her, Sean. What about us? I think... Wasn't the moral of the story that they got what they deserved? Yeah, I think the moral of the story was that Cinderella was always good and she was she was under so much hardship as is every Disney plot. Yeah. And she ultimately overcomes... So I would like to see someone who has everything and then doesn't overcome. Yeah, I would like someone. Yeah, so I would like someone to lose it all, but like blame it on the fact that the other person was good. Hmm. Yeah. Now this is part of um, a larger plan at Disney to delve into the backstories of their most famous antagonists. A larger plan of this. (laughs) Yes, because you've got Emma Stone. She's played Cruella. Yeah. Now you've got a live action of the of the evil stepsisters. I'm thinking (laughs) Disney looked at Joker and said, "Hold my fucking beer. (laughs) Here we go." Who's next though? Like after this shit. Okay, so Cruella was wanted to skin 101 dogs. She's pretty bad. Um, evil stepsisters beat and bully their sister and then are very jealous when she finds happiness. They're not as bad. Still dickheads, but not as bad as wanting to kill 100 dogs, I think. Um, who's left? Hades is pretty good. Um, we've oh, already had the witch from Snow White. Is that not enchanted? Maleficent, yeah. Oh, Maleficent, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, what about... I'm looking through a list. Like, Lady Tremaine, that's the evil stepsister's mother. She's the evil mm-hmm. stepmother, if you will. Gaston? Could you have Gaston? They already are doing Gaston. We already talked about we it. We did talk about this. I blocked it from my memory. Jafar? Uh, <laughs> Jafar? Cruella. I want to see Jafar. We have Cruella. Uh, the evil queen. Scar? Could we have one on the scar? We can't. They will. They definitely will. Yeah. But that's even worse somehow. How? Why? What? Surely. Okay. Okay, here we go. Is is it not better in like these stories that you have a cartoon level of villainy mm. to like to because at, at, at the basis level, they're stories to teach kids about things. And to uh, teach them if you're mean, bad things happen to you. Exactly. That is like the, the, the base level of what's going on in those stories. So is it not just make a really fucking simple to understand villain so that the hero has something to play off of and something to fight against? Because mm. these live action remakes, they're still marketed as kids movies and family movies a lot of the time. And so... You, you, you can't have both. You can't have a complex villain 
in a story that needs a simple villain. Am I making sense? Yeah, I, I no, I, I understand what you're saying, and I think, like, in the most basic terms, like, if they make Cruella, and Emma's, like, Emma Stone is a very talented actress, and I'm sure she'll do an amazing job, so if someone, if a kid walks out going, wow, I love Cruella, and then they watch the Under One Dalmatian, like, Cruella, I understand where she's coming from here, kill those fucking dogs, I feel like they've gone wrong somewhere. Yeah, like, I, I, oh. Is this how you felt when Joker came out? That, like, I don't yes, want this, this to is exist. How, this is how I felt when Joker... And I was trying to explain it to you. And you were like, it looks cool, though. And I, now I get it. Because now it's like, this is worthless. There is no <laughs> reason for this to happen. Nobody gains anything from this other than making the original story less dramatic or the hero less likeable. Yeah, or just like... Or... or I'm going to watch a character that I fucking hate for 90 minutes. Yeah, and and that makes you like the hero more. Like, when Cinderella finds her prince, you're like, yeah, fuck them. You're going to get happiness. On a very basic level, Sean, I obviously read that book every night. I'm very emotionally attached to it. But just... I love it, but if you just... Even just... Why are they remaking all of these movies about the villains? I don't even mind the remakes about the good people. Why are you doing the remakes on the bad people? And it just happened all of a sudden. They just started doing it one day, and Joker. they never stopped. Joker started this. Joker, and and I thought that was grand, you know. But it's you said it was grand. I told you. <laughs> I said this is going to have terrible consequences, and you said, "Yeah, but it's cool." To like, yeah, like it's you. You warned me, and I didn't listen, and that mm. in the end has been my downfall. Okay. As usual. As usual. Um, <laughs> um, so, Sean, we're finishing off today's Movie Mondays with the big news. And the big release that dropped a few hours ago. Um, that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings trailer. It arrived today, Sean. Now, what this trailer does is it puts me in an interesting uh, position. By interesting, I mean very uneducated. Because <laughs> I normally when we do any sort of uh, story about superhero stuff... I like to think that I even have a basic grasp of who the person is and what their story is about. And so when I watch the trailer, I'm like, okay, I get what's going on. Yeah. But in this, I genuinely have no clue who Shang-Chi is. Um, I understand the Ten Rings and I understand the Mandarin, but I have no clue on the hero. So I'm looking to you to talk us through this trailer and look for your expert opinion. Right, okay. So, like... It's very look. I'm going to say it now. I will be doing a hero or zero on Shang Chi this week to give a okay. more in depth breakdown. But at its core, Shang Chi is the son um, of a dude in Marvel Comics called Fu Manchu, um, who is like this uh, criminal. He is like the leader of a criminal empire uh, in China. He sends Shang Chi away. To like, he he trains him to be like this ultimate assassin and everything like that. Um, and once once he is trained, he sends him away to kill his enemies. But one day, um, he uh gets sorry, uh, his name is actually Zheng Zhu, and he's based around Fu Manchu. Whole different thing. Sorry. Uh, okay. So he sends him away. He uh, Shang Chi encounters. I think it's MI six. And they're like, no, your father's a bad dude. And so Shang-Chi is like, oh, 
fuck, I've been brainwashed my entire life and I've been doing the wrong thing. So then he turns to good and decides to take on his father and the entire criminal empire and take it down. Um, yeah, that's a pretty cool backstory, to be fair. It is, and it's, it, it, it works really well in a like solo origin film as well. Like yeah, and especially like even just the first line in the trailer kind of gets that across, that it's like, I gave you 10 years, and yeah. you... And so now they need him back. So it's kind of like, it gives off the impression that they've trained this assassin and then he's had 10 years of freedom. And then they're like, now you owe us something. You have to come back with us and complete your training or finish off doing whatever you were doing. Exactly, yeah. And it's, I don't, like, this works really well, like, in a bottle, I would say. Like, this this is a movie that you don't need, I think, to be involved in the Marvel Universe to enjoy. Um, which I think is good for the stage they're at because they need I think more it's a great trailer. points. Great trailer. Uh fuck it. The fight scenes look unreal in this. And the, they had the to. fight scenes like they had like that was the one thing where I don't want to bring it up, but Iron Fist Iron is Fist. all I'm gonna say. <laughs> and like Iron Fist has that whole thing of that's just bad. And don't do that. And it's really interesting just in this trailer. The first thing that I thought of was like you can kind of feel the fight, and it looked really good. And now, of course, it does have like Crouching Tiger uh, vibes yeah. and a, a cool style and some shots that we see here. But it's very hard to do the Crouching Tiger idea on screen and not make it look cheesy or hokey. But like to still have it look like cool, and you're still in the moment. It's a big action scene. You can kind of feel the punches, and I feel like this kind of get even just in the short bit that we got. I'm kind of like, oh fuck yeah, this looks cool. This yeah, is good. And the trailer accomplishes it really well because I think nearly every punch is cut to the beat, so there's an yes. audio cue anytime you see a punch thrown. So it it feels like there's weight to it. Um, very good um, knife fighting as well in it. There's a, there's a bit where yeah. like, he catches a knife out of the air. I, I, I had to look this up, but I mean, who is the guy that is in the mask? I From everything I did the research was he's known as Debt Dealer, I think is his name. I'm not actually too familiar, honestly. I, I watched the trailer very quickly during work. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. But I mean... I, yeah, from what I've read, it's his name is Debt Dealer, and the only reason we know that is because of some of the toys that have been oh, released. That that's a the Funko name. Pop of the, ruined it again. A, a Funko Pop has ruined what a name. So he he has a very cool look. Um, well, he or she, we don't know. They're wearing a mask, so yeah. they ha- they have a very cool look. That um, I I looked at it. I originally thought this is going to embarrass me, but I'm going to say it. I thought of the Three Ninjas movies <laughs> look similar to one of their masks and i thought big shout out to rocky you or tum tum it's look it's 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 not bad connor it's not bad what happened there uh the <laughs> like i i don't know have they changed the origin slightly because maybe instead of it being uh zheng Zhi, who actually I've been looking into it in the off like while we've been talking he goes by Fu Manchu sometimes it's really weird uh, mm. but I don't know whether they're having him as his father or whether they're setting up that oh the Mandarin is his father yeah I got the impression that the Mandarin was his father Cause, cause, yeah because that's a very deliberate camera move to put the ten rings behind the throne that the man is sitting on I mean unless unless his father works for the Mandarin 
Like, and he's like the second in command. Like, being the second in command of the League of Assassins. Maybe, yeah. And that's like, that. that's why there's all this pressure on Shang-Chi as well. Because he's like, you are going to be the second in command to the Mandarin one day. Yeah, or, or else you'll be good enough to take over. Like, I've trained you up to take over from him. Yeah, I love that scene as well, where it's like, there's the post that he used to just punch as a kid, and he puts his yeah, fist and, against it. Yeah, and you see him as a young child, and he's just like lightly punching it, and then you just see him get harder and harder. I think, even this one trailer, like, it's immediately smacked into our face. This guy's an absolute badass. Like, completely unlike the Iron Fist trailer, that yeah. you're like, who's this guy? Like, it's just shown, without being said, oh, this guy's gonna fuck you up. And I think you need to show that if he's joining the Avengers and this guy's power is that he's the best fighter in the whole world. And that's a really good trait to have because they've got super gods and they've got whatever. But if you prove in this film, fuck, he doesn't want to be a hero, but my God, he's the most talented one they'd have. Like, then you throw him into a future Avengers movie, he doesn't look out of place. Because you're like, any fight scene, he's got to handle himself. Exactly. In the comics, uh, in terms of fighting, he has kept pace with Steve Rogers. Uh, like, he has fought hand-to-hand with Steve Roger- Rogers. And I think they only won because someone intervened on Steve Rogers' behalf. Right. And Steve Rogers, of course, he's riddled with venom. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he's riddled with serum, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's a bit unfair. So, does Shang-Chi have... Is he? Does he have serum in him, or is he just? He's just, just the best fighter. Just the best fighter. Like he's just trained. Um, there's a, a bit in. It's a bit in Spider-Man comics called Spider Island. Spider-Man loses his spider sense, and so he goes to Shang Chi for training, because Shang Chi can anticipate an opponent's movements so perfectly that it's effectively as good as spider sense. Right. See. He, yeah, I love the idea that Shang-Chi is like Lady Shiva from like Batman. Where yeah, just like the, the best most fighter. dangerous regular human there is. But you also have the idea that he doesn't want that. Like he's just he's a trained weapon, but he has no interest in fighting anyone. Yeah, he does yeah, he wants a normal life, which it seems to we uh, there's very good bits with Aquafina in this trailer as well. Uh, They're singing uh, karaoke at one stage. Singing karaoke, having a bit of a drive on a bus. They're doing speed. Um, the, yeah. the movie, not the drug. Yeah, it took me a second there, I'll be honest. They're doing cruise control. No, not that one. Not They're doing the one. first one. The, the good one, the very good one. Uh, but like, I'm, I'm really excited for this. And July, it's coming out. Yeah, I think this could be one of those movies that it might not make a lot of money, right? And it, well, I mean it's Marvel, so it's probably going to break a billion. But yeah. it's, sorry, and it's the first movie, and it's the first movie for a long time that we've had. But um, I feel like it's in this really great position where even if it doesn't make a billion, maybe it makes eight hundred million dollars. I think if it's good, you'll have a massive surge of like fan support, like, this is a great character, and they'll get behind him. Like, like Guardians, really. Like, word of mouth could carry, like, I know it's a weird character, but fucking hell, go see that Shang-Chi movie, it's great. It. I think this could be a lot of people's favourite Marvel movie, uh, once it comes out, because it's so different than anything we've ever seen before. Um, like So, I like... It's it'll be not only a breath of fresh air to have a movie, but it's a different kind of Marvel movie. Um, mm. I, and I like that they didn't throw a bunch of 
Avengers references and Captain America references. They didn't throw a bunch of that in to try and like trick people. They're like, no, this is what the movie is. This is your first look at. And, and I think it's um, it's set up to be one of the best origin movies they've had. Like Iron Man is the best one they've done, and yeah. origin movies can be hard and they can be a bit boring. But this is kind of it's it's all said in this trailer what the plot is. He's trained. He goes away. They want him back. He doesn't want to come back. So the plot line is him fighting away, like, trying to live his own life. Like, I'm not your weapon. I want to be my own man. It's all literally in there in two minutes. And I can see this being a very, very good origin, just in that one bit. Yeah, like, and that's it. When It's done its job as a trailer, in that case. Like, it's yeah. made you want to see more. Exactly. And so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. That was that was quite the week of Movie Mondays. We got we had trailers and everything. We had weird fan campaigns. <laughs> we had robot movies. <laughs> oh, the robot movie. That was my favourite part. Yes. Um, would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with a Hero Zero all about Shang-Chi, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. Big thanks goes out to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth. LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe, rate my hemsworth.com. Click rate, kill, fuck me. Click rate, click Luke, refresh, repeat, never give up. Hickok didn't. <laughs> Bernie uh, that's a very good one uh, Raymond I hear you're a racist now father Ging uh, yeah Roisin director of Stabnado a haunting tale of a father and son and a hug gone wrong starring Sean Mean as the tornado Halley <laughs> oh I'd watch that I'd watch that too uh, Ryan Satron Paint Evanson Sean Bone Jamieson uh, Boon! That's a nice Captain Hold reference. <laughs> very good, very good. Dominic, Josiah, Florida Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Helm Roos, and Lil Dicky, Taskmaster is my dude, McGrew. Uh, hmm. I agree, Taskmaster is all of our dudes. Uh, yeah. So thank you everyone who supports us over there. Um, if you want to support the show, $5 a month, you get extra shows, you get Falcon and Winter Soldier chat and movie reviews. Um, so if sounds like you might be interested in that head on over there also down there is a Spreadshirt store where you can buy t-shirts and stuff twitter at heroes for hire pod four is the number four facebook it's detective divilman's discussion group instagram heroes for hire podcast or you can email any questions or queries to heroes for hire underscore at outlook.com but i think that's about it connor i think so so i have been connor lawler i have been taskmaster <laughs> I'm my dude. <laughs> I wish you'd remember how to fucking podcast. Okay, oh, <laughs> see no. you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.